Ruffle After Dark, The Fago Heard Round the World edition. <laughs> oh, what is going KT. on? What is going on? Two days late and a dollar short. Yeah, that's all right. Let's play uh, a game real quick. Who's sick in my family? <laughs> edition. Uh, you sound better, so I'm going to go not you. Um, Correct. I mean, you probably could flip a coin with Nelly because that whole like school daycare, whatever kind of thing, like it's just a petri dish, right? I think I've said that before. So, I think it came up heads, which I think means that Nelly's sick. Um, a lot of times, moms get sick if the babies are sick. So I'm gonna go with all the white, all the all the females in your household are sick. That's what I'm gonna go with. Just Nelly. She's Just sick Nelly. again. Yep. Home Thursday, Friday. Fever. Water's wet. Can't figure out if I gave it to her or whatever, but yeah, we're uh we're just trading it. We're passing it around. Okay. My oldest has a little bit of a cold, but uh nothing to nothing to necessarily write home about quite yet. So we'll see if that makes its way throughout the rest of the household here. But we might need to get a new um Radgo card. Cause I think the free square is someone in my family is sick. <laughs> it's a hundred percent true. And I, yeah, I'm still like, my head is all fudged up. Yeah. But yeah, we, uh, we're a couple days late. One, because I think the normal night should be Thursday from here on out. I like the, I like the Thursday game. I haven't hated that, I guess. I I think I've stated that I've been a fan of us doing the pod and watching the game. I mean, sure, it makes for a little longer pod sometimes because we get distracted <laughs> a little more easily that way, right? But yeah. um, I do I do enjoy talking football while watching football, so for sure. So, yeah, I mean, so... Um, and we're not... We didn't go yesterday because... We're going to in the second half, and I was too fucking angry. <laughs> well, and you said your in-laws were still around, too. My so in-laws were that. still around, but I also would have been... I was not in the mood to podcast after Mark Andrews was euthanized on the track. And, yeah, that game was toilet balls. And what? And there was a period of time where it looked really bad for you. Because, and I texted you, not trying to be a jerk, but just like, oh my god, like I couldn't believe it. when uh, Mark Andrews, um, not Mark Andrews, sorry, Lamar went into the went in the tent with an ankle injury as well too after kind of that sideline tackle by that same dude that tackled uh, Mark Andrews. Um, yes, <laughs> I still love your response. You're like blocked, and I'm like. I was, I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just I felt bad for you, dude. Like it's that's rough. Like if if that would have truly been those two injuries, right? I mean, it was good that Lamar was able to to come back to the game and have a solid performance. But um, if he hadn't been, it would have been that would have been awful. So the text chain, so everybody knows, was hope he can come back. Andrews is out. Out tonight is looking really bad for you. Blocked. 
I feel bad for you, man. I don't want to pod. <laughs> and that was decided right then and there. And then it was decided. Yeah. So I'm not in a great mood. Um, we'll talk about it. I mean, more. yeah, when we get to your game, I, you, I will say this though, right? I mean, you said you'll be all right because you have Turd Ferguson. So, I mean, there, at least there's a, a silver lining, right? A little bit. <coughs> Guess what I'm drinking, KT? Because it, <laughs> it just went down the wrong pipe. You're not going to guess it. It's Nordeast. I'm just having a Nordeast. Okay. I uh, So I broke, in, broke out one of the first of the uh, different various four packs that Robbie got me when uh, him and I met up up in Duluth, or technically it was uh, Grand Marais, but uh, I have a Wild State Pineapple Lemon Coconut Cider. I'm out. It is a taproom exclusive. No fucking coconut in this house. Um. Until people say, I'm allergic to coconut because I hate coconut so much. <laughs> I will say this. I taste no coconut. I, I taste lots of lemon. Or pineapple, I should say. Not lemon. Pineapple. Maybe a, maybe a hint of lemon. I taste no coconut. Well, you can still have all of it. But I also have what the uh, wine enthusiast would call an unrefined palate. So, Yep. That makes sense, because you're drinking fucking coconut. <laughs> Anyways. Um, that is true. couple of notes on the uh, the Ruffle After Dark uh, power rankings from Doug. Possibly my favorite Photoshop thus far of the Jordan flu game with you and yes. me. Yes, that was awesome. I, I believe that's, that's a you holding one of your children... Probably headshot, yes, probably. And then it's me pitching my first game for Augsburg coming off the mound after throwing a two hitter and somebody like hugged me. So it was like a perfect fucking, it was a perfect fucking hang it in the Louvre. Yeah, I uh, it had to be a picture from a few years back because I'm not seeing too many gray hairs in, in my, my head there. So, uh, um, we we say. The Fago heard around the world because very disappointed in in my loss, uh, and, I, and I think I think Dave took that Fago and and roofied himself with it, <laughs> and then made a bunch of trades this week to effectively end the free square run for uh, yeah. for twenty twenty three. And just a, just as a you know kind of side note with that too, right? Like I picked Brett to beat Dave as more of like a, a, like a reverse jinx for Dave a little bit, right? Like I didn't think Brett was really going to win that game. Um, I, I I mean there's I there was like an outside chance, but I didn't have a lot of faith in it, right? So um, no, I'm a little to consult the tape there, but. Yeah, it was not good. You want, you, you want, is, is it the progressive red flag that you want to throw out? Is that what the... <laughs> we might have to go back to the tape. A um, couple of the other things that we wanted to... Um, I did not shit myself, which was very... I was very proud. 
a little disappointing. We got pretty close a couple times. We were rooting for that hard. I can't believe that I didn't say brain scramblies. That was an unbelievable oversight. Mm -hmm. It was delirious fever, for sure. And then, yeah, it was Rob Lowe who wore the NFL fucking logo hat. Yes, yes, yes. I would not have gotten that in a million years. So it's a, I mean, it's a pretty good meme. Yes, it is. So. I, oh, I do love the, the picture of New York Giants starting quarterback Danny DeVito as well, too. So, yes. um, and he played about that well. Yes. <laughs> I did. I think it was the um, fantasy footballers that also made that same uh, association for whatever DeVito's actual first name is for the quarterback for the Giants. I really even, is it Tommy? I'm not fully sure. I don't ever really want to know. <laughs> uh, the, um, nobody, nobody should really have to know, I guess, is where I'm going with it. I'm not exactly sure, so maybe you know the, the reference, but um, Matt Harrison for um, Fantasy Football Weekly okay. said that um, Tommy DeVito's new nickname is the Cutlet King. Interesting. The, like the Cutlet King of New York. Okay. There's got to be some reference. Some mob movie where that makes sense. Anyways, it, it makes no sense for me. I did like, I did appreciate the fact that he's Dougie. Said, Google it. He said that he, I think he still lives with his parents. Like his mom makes him his food and <laughs> like does his laundry for him. I so. actually props to that. Hey, that's that's making good profit on your league minimum salary. Yep, not bad. All right, shall we do this, KT? Let's do this. All right. Week 10 is in the books. Week 11 yeah, week is starting. Week 10, man. That's crazy. Um, Natron takes a digger. Yeah, I mean, he still put up. We knew know, it. Still, it was still a mega points, buy. But yeah, mega buy. But still, I mean, on this mega buy, he puts up 96. So that's not a good sign for the rest of us, really, right? I thought Khalil Shakir was going to do it for him on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Um, but alas. But alas. I mean, Dak That's was... not a great sweat, by the way. No. The Monday Night Sweat, when you're down <laughs> 14 to Nate in his luck sack with Khalil right. Shakir. I mean, at least it wasn't down 14 going against Nate with, like, Terry Kill or something, right? I mean... Well then, you can just pack your fucking bags, but right. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Dak was on fire with thirty-two, four passing and one rushing touchdown. Um, and you know, kind of reference fantasy footballers again too, right? Like they talked about how Dak's rest of season schedule is pretty much like the gold standard for quarterbacks for us the year. So. That's slightly terrifying for us, for Nate, because um, that's you know his quarterbacks maybe haven't always been the best with the rest of his lineup. But if like his quarterback starts taking off and the rest of his lineup is what it is, yeah, it's slightly terrifying. Um, yeah, I mean, like we, like you said though, I mean, with his mega buys, he didn't have a whole lot going on. Um, I mean, Daniel still had to put up a, a decent week, right? So Gino with 19. I mean, basically the only kind of players that underperformed on his whole lineup were George Pickens, which isn't a shocker, and then Hunter Henry, which, again, 
not really a shocker, right? So, um, you know, picking or Pittman, sorry, Metcalf. Actually, Metcalf got, got into the double digits realm again. I feel like he's been kind of having a little down spell there. So seven for ninety eight on twelve targets was was kind of good to see. Kind of that not really DK breakout, but you know at least DK getting back into the the swing of things there. Um, he's a usage monster. Yes, very much so. Kind of like uh, Rashad White, his 20 rushes for 51 yards, but two receptions for 47 yards and a touchdown. So Eckler, same thing. Not a, not a great efficiency, 19 for 67, uh, but scored a touchdown. So <laughs> Eckler, we're going to get to this, but Eckler may score 48 points this week. Spoiler alert. They're facing Matt LaFleur. Uh, Natron, not surprisingly, with the 100% MER this week, right? Uh, the only real shot at it would have been if CJ Stroud would have outscored Dak Prescott because the only other person that was not on a bye was Irv Smith Jr., <laughs> which I'm not really sure why Irv Smith Jr. is still on a roster, but he is. So there is that. Uh, but yeah, so a lot of a lot of zeros on the on the bench there. So. Mm-hmm. Good win by Dano. Yeah, nice win. Good job, Dano. Uh, moving on. Um, we have the aforementioned Fago game. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the what Fago f- game. Dave, you're going to need to text me what, what flavor of Fago I have to provide to KT over this fucking debacle. <laughs> Too bad they don't make brown, like a brown. Well, I guess they, they make a root, root beer, beer Fago. Yeah. An expired root this. beer Fago. Um, I mean, Gardner Minshew. The flavor is brown. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Minshew was woof. I mean, Devin's when you get twenty-two from Devin Singletary, uh, and seventeen and seventeen from Renaji Harris, and then eleven from Ramondre. Like you think you're going to win, but uh, yeah, Gardner Minshew, um, not having a good game, um. Did not help the cause. And then Stefan Diggs, I I mean, Dave had a shot going into Monday night. I think he needed, you know, 12 from Stefan Diggs, which uh, he got the week before That's against me. Safe bet. Yeah, I think the only, the only game all season he has not put up at least 11 points was week 10 against, uh, against Brett. So um, Brett kind of got lucky there. And, uh, I mean, Brett didn't have a has, have a huge week himself. Sam Howell continues his uh, remarkable run. Um, Tyler Lockett had a a really a really nice game. Outside of that, though, I mean, Devontae six forty six is is fine, but you know that's kind of the the floor which the the floor of the old Devontae, maybe not the new Devontae with uh, that rookie quarterback. But uh, um, Barkley and Pollard have looked terrible. Thielen just hasn't been quite the same since they came back from their bye. Calvin Ridley had a good week one, I think it was. I mean, Thielen he, hasn't looked good since they they took the play calling out of Frank Reich's hands. Frank Reich's hands, and yeah, but that's changing this week. I was say they're going back to Frank Reich this week. So, mm-hmm. um, Dave with the seventy six percent mer. I mean, not, no guys that you would have. Thought to start over anybody in his starting lineup, though. So, yeah, not, nothing would have really done there differently. Um, you know, Brett got a, a 91% there. I don't even know. 
I mean, Gabe Davis over Calvin Ridley, maybe, but um, Gabe Davis is so hot and cold. So, yeah, you never feel good slapping the tiebreaker on Gabe Davis. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you do not. Um, I mean, yeah, it, and again, it was it was unfortunate that that was the straw that broke the camel's back for Dave to uh, to go and uh, kind of clear everybody off of his roster. Um, he did text me that if I would have traded him uh, Kyler Murray and um, uh, McBride, that he probably would have done it. But since I didn't trade him th- those players, he decided to do it. So uh, I know he's a little sad that uh, his boy, uh, Anthony Richardson, got hurt earlier in the year because he was a lot of fun to watch. So that kind of – yeah started the whole thing so i mean would you this is hindsight but would you have started russell wilson um, eh, i don't know i mean that game just didn't have a high total no it didn't i mean the indy new england new england's defense hasn't been spectacular it's i mean those um those international games are tough they i i kind of equate them to like a Thursday night game, you know, people are, players are out of their normal routines. You just never really know how, right. how they're going to react or how they're going to well, that's what I'm uh, saying. handle it. So, I mean, you might, but I mean, those extra nine, I guess those extra nine points would have gotten, would have mm-hmm. gotten in there. So. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. that's complete hindsight, but I did, I think I did offer Dave, I'd have to look at my roster to see how he did in the end, but I did offer Dave, um, one, Mr. Jared Goff, I think, during the week for a trade, but he, uh, I don't think he wanted anything to do with that. And Goff had 17, so that would have that would have done something for him. Jared so. Gurf. But, yeah, so um, that was the, the Fagel hurt around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to, to your game versus Jimmy. You put up a nice little 114 for a, a nice 30-point win. Really powered by uh, one Mr. Keenan Allen. Uh, you know, he was really the, the big difference maker there this week with his 11 for 175 and two, just kind of torching that uh, that Detroit uh, secondary. I was watching the end of that game at uh, the cages in Burnsville. My daughter, or no, sorry, the Savage Dome. My daughter had, daughter had softball practice, and so watching of that game and uh, going against spoiler alert, but going against Justin Herbert the first half, he had really hadn't done a whole lot. And then that second half he exploded. So uh, your Keenan Allen explosion also led to my demise against Maddie as well, too, with those touchdowns and yards for Herbert. So is now a real good time to talk about our matchup that we had in, in the Cobras league. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can bring up the fact that you beat me by like a hundred points in that league. So I think it was exactly 100, wasn't it? I beat you by exactly 100 points. Yeah, my team it was 144 terrible. to 44. Yeah, and uh, that is a spanking. <laughs> yeah, uh, 144 was... in Cobras League is pretty high. It is. It's a half, it is very, very it's half PPR. But I had uh, Herbert, um, Keenan Allen, and uh, also Eckler. Okay. Fuck else did I have? I don't um, remember. I just three kills on by. Yeah. 
But I mean, I had 144, and most of it came in that game. Yeah, I had... I had uh, Montgomery, too. Okay, yeah. I had Derek Carr, who got hurt, and... Yeah, you didn't have a good time. No, it was... But it was I, I have yet... I don't think I've ever beaten anybody by 100 points, and I'm really glad it was you. I think I... <laughs> yeah, I, think I, I think I texted you later that day. It was like, just give me the pink bat now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well... Who has the pink bat right now? Not me. I don't know. Not you. I should know, but I don't Jensen? Know right now. I think Jensen does. Jensen has the pink bat. Yes, he does. Okay. Okay. Because he sent he's he Venmoed some money for some apps at the draft. I remember that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Olave showed showed a pulse when uh Yolo Jameis Winston came it came in after Derek Carr got hurt. Yeah, we need Derek Carr to stay down. <laughs> Um, Jameis Winston was just hawking the pigskin with no fucking no regard for human life. No, it was awesome, and he was looking for Olave the whole time. So we just got to keep Jameis Winston, who is the better quarterback, anyways. Yes, we just got to keep him on the field. So, yeah, I mean your your bench had a, a good day too. There was. Like for some reason, Latavius Murray had a pulse after the like semi benching of uh, James Cook there for a little while. Um, Gus did you Buss know? Scored. I did not know this, but did you know that James Cook that was his first and second fumbles of his career? I heard that today. Well, it was the second fumble of his career because his first one was on his very first NFL carry. Was it? Yeah. Well, then what I heard was incorrect. Because I heard yeah. the first two fumbles of his career were in that game. Well, he only had one fumble in that game. So, well, he fumbled and recovered that that stumbly bumbly oh. thing at the end. Yes, yes, yes he yes, did yes, have yes. a fumble lost. No, he uh, he fumbled his very first NFL carry, and then he went like however seventeen games before he fumbled again or something like that. So, or however many games it was. So. That wasn't. I did see that play too, where like it was crazy. Like he was running, like he didn't even really break stride much. Like when the ball like fell, it basically bounced right back up and it was into his chest. So he got pretty lucky there. Um, but that was really the only luck that Jimmy had because I mean, Purdy and Kamara were fine, but I mean, Kamara didn't score a touchdown, did get two, two extra point attempt rusher, you know, scores, which is interesting, but uh. Judy again, just just not getting it done. Um, he had to play the twelve personnel like a lot of people did this week, and uh, Logan Thomas and Schultz were okay, but uh, Schultz did not put up a twenty four spot like he did last week. Um, I, I bitch hedged very hard in DFS. <laughs> with, yeah, with Logan Thomas and Kamara. Okay, you better believe it. Yeah, and uh, Madison. I made uh, no money this weekend. No. <laughs> Madison getting concussed uh, didn't help because I mean Chandler didn't have a fantastic game, but he did find the end zone. So, right, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to my game. Um, Wait, what? What? Oh my! Sorry, I skipped way ahead. Sorry, my bad. Adrian versus Robbie. Um, yeah. Another game where it's just kind of eh. Um, my bad. Uh, Deontay Foreman. You might be you might be gaining some points in the guy who's the the least uh, or the easiest guy to hit, to not root for. 
<laughs> after that. Yeah, just skip over Robbie's win. Um, right over. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Josh Allen was fine. You know, only one passing TD, one rushing TD, only 13 yards rushing, didn't break 200 yards passing. So a little bit of a down day. Um, Jets Foreman was the beneficiary of being kind of the last man standing again, you know, 80 yards and uh, a touchdown. Chuba Hubbard, woof. Marquise Brown, woof. Jacoby Myers, woof. Um, I mean, Kenneth Walker had a, a, a nice 64 yard touchdown reception. Uh, Cortland Sutton's actually been showing a pulse with uh, the resurgence of Russell Wilson a little bit, so that's been, been good to see for him. But uh, yeah, those other. Those other kind of ancillary players just did nothing this week for for Adrian. Um, Robbie, you know, Jordan Love had a, a solid game. Javante Williams had a good game. Brees can't get anything going because they can basically just stack 10 guys and dare. Uh, um, what was this? Zach Wilson to throw the ball. Ayuk, I mean, 355 in touch is fine. Um, Drake London. Didn't do a whole lot. Tank Dell is looking good with another six fifty-six and a touch. Laporta didn't surprise. They didn't have a big game in that shootout against uh, against the Chargers. I was a little surprised at that. It was surprising. Uh, Kincaid with another solid game, five for fifteen a touch. Um, what was surprising was Brian Robinson on his bench, being the leading receiver for the uh, for Washington with six for one nineteen and a touch. Um, I did not realize that that had happened. <laughs> well, he, had, he I think he I knew like he a, did really well. I just didn't. I didn't know what the breakdown was. That's really yeah, yeah, yeah. He had like a sixty-some yard touchdown reception in that game to kind of kind of push him where he did. I mean, he still had five for sixty outside of that one big one, so five for fifty maybe. But uh, um, yeah, didn't need those twenty-two points on his bench and uh, was still able to handily dispose both guys having about an eighty percent mer rating. Right? I mean, eighty point zero and eighty point seven. So. Uh, both getting about the same amount of efficiency. Uh, yeah, Matt Schaub probably moving to six and four. Uh, we'll get to more to, to some of that later, but uh, you know, a nice win. So, yeah, I think Adrian. I mean, Adrian had like his duds all should have smashed. Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Jacoby. I don't know Jacoby against the Jets. Yeah, that, but they have a good secondary. Think, thinking they were going to probably put. Well, I, they have two good corners, so that's probably yeah. true. And a rookie quarterback. Yeah, but and you surprisingly, know, whoever doesn't get, you know, sauce. Yeah. Anyways, but Komet should have smashed harder yeah, than that. He should have, and well, but in. Chicago's rush defense has actually been surprisingly good the last it couple, has been. few weeks, so I wasn't surprised at the the Chuba Hubbard kind of uh, slow game. I mean, we recorded during that game, and it was a shithole. <laughs> so it was a bad, bad game. Yes. Moving so, on, diaper now gravy we're has been game. born. What's that? Diaper gravy has <laughs> been born. Yeah. So I think I mentioned was it was it last week we were talking about it that. Uh, the fantasy footballers kind of used that term and I, I kind of liked it. And after all my team performed again this week, I kind of was like, yeah, well, that's just kind of, that kind of is my team right now this year. It's just diaper gravy. So um, it was nice to see Kyler come back. He didn't throw a passing touchdown, but six for 33 on the ground and a rushing touchdown. Uh, 
goes a long way towards uh, not throwing a passing touchdown. So, I mean, to get 17 and your quarterback doesn't throw a passing touchdown doesn't happen a whole lot. So, In a uh, vacuum, both... if you said that the Detroit Lions would provide 41 points at, <laughs> at running back to your team, would you yep. have said you would have won? Uh, you would you would think so. Uh, I'm really that, surprised you went twelve personnel. You know, yeah, I just didn't have any other. I mean, I was a little worried about Jerome Ford with the Baltimore defense and the fact that um, they just been playing so well, and it was in Baltimore and. So, yeah, I mean, probably a dumb decision in retrospect, obviously. But uh, um, the problem the, is, the problem is, yeah, you didn't overanalyze that fuck face Arthur Smith. When yeah, someone does well, don't continue giving them the ball. Yeah. That's Arthur Smith's M.O. Yes, that is true. Oop, accidentally did good. Must reverse this. The other thing that I... I mean, I, I kind of figured that uh, uh, Pittsburgh would be able to run the ball a little bit against the Packers. What I did not expect was only four targets and uh, for Deontay Johnson. I mean, he's usually my floor guy, right? Like, I can usually call on him for 10, right? Yeah, I fully anticipate him not being on your team, possibly by the end of this podcast. <laughs> There's always a shot. Um, I love Deontay, though. It, it just... Oh, I like him, too. I'm just saying, I know you. Yeah, that is true. Um, so that hurts. John o. Smith obviously hurts. I, I do like uh, the Trey McBride and Kyler connection that's going on. So that could be fun to watch. It would have been nice if he would have gotten in the end zone. Mm-hmm. But I'll take eight for thirty, eight for one thirty-one any day. Uh, what did he end up with? He only had nine targets, so I'm an eight for nine. Great efficiency. So uh, I like that there. I, I do like seeing Jerome Ford putting up uh, over hundred yards against Baltimore's tough defense. I mean, we'll, we'll be curious to see what happens this coming week with uh, you know Watson being hurt and them having to kind of turn back to the rookie. Um, but did you see who they were signing? Who are they signing? Wait, hold on. Was they're it... not signing him. They they brought him in for a they brought him in for a, a workout. But I think I saw today that they were not going to sign him. Flacco. Flacco. Yeah, they're, they're they're letting Flacco walk. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought he was coming in to just fucking dink and dunk with a decent defense. I thought that was actually a good play. I, I think it'll be. I think it's one of those where like they'll they'll maybe give the rookie a week, and if he doesn't do well, then maybe they'll they'll bring Flacco back. But spoiler um, alert: it's not going to go good. No, it will not. But it, it did like seeing in a tough matchup, Jerome Ford still putting over 100 yards rushing, so uh, that bodes well for his 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 future. So, but Maddie just keeps getting it done with you know kind of uh, a little bit of a hodgepodge, right? I mean. Uh, he needed Tyler Boyd this week, and uh, Tyler Boyd puts up 15, right? Uh, his He's had a couple decent weeks this season, but, uh, uh, you know, um, 
T. Higgins being out definitely helped that. Amon Ra, and you know, was just blowing up in that uh, that Chargers Detroit game. I was really hoping for a lot more rushing and a lot less Amon Ra, but um, George Kittle had a sixty-one yard, like a sixty-yard plus touchdown reception as well in that uh, San Francisco Jacksonville game. So. Uh, Jonathan Taylor scored. Herbert, like I said, he blew up in the second half of that with four passing touchdowns and over 300 yards. Um, you know, it really wouldn't matter which quarterback he started against. We you know uh, Dobbs or Herbert. They both had a really good game. Both of us had similar, you know, low 80 Murr scores. So uh, just overall solid, solid win for Maddie. So. Absolutely. I did bitch hedge a little bit with some. Uh, this is not a bitch hedge against, against Maddie, but I did play Taysom Hill in my DFS lineups, and I thought I was getting really sneaky, and I fucking vomited in my mouth. So let's let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Uh, yeah, final game of the week. Closer than um, we expected. Definitely closer than we expected. Um, and I think, you know, early, early in the day, I think – you know, Baker had a shot, but then Derek Carr getting hurt, only getting four points. Derek and we Henry knew, with a rare dud. I was just saying, I think we knew Derek Henry was going to have a tough, tough game against that uh, Tampa Bay defense. But uh, Jalen Warren having over 100 yards on that touchdown was huge. You know, Kirk had a, a solid day. Tomorrow, Douglas, 6 for 84 is a you know, good week. Hawkinson was a monster in the first half. I mean, he didn't – the whole Vikings offense went into a shell, I feel like, in the second half. Cause... Hawkinson was like uh, – like his ribs. He took like – one of the first catches he had all day, he took like a shot. Yeah. And he it, it... like didn't move. And I was like, he ain't making it through this game. And he did. He did. But he looked like he was dying inside. Yeah, he uh, he did not did not look good. But uh, he man, like I said, he managed to finish the game. It just uh, he uh, didn't look. The, I mean, they didn't. The, the whole Vikings offense, like I said, it felt like they went into that shell in that second half because they. Uh, they allowed New Orleans to kind of crawl back into it and, and make it a lot closer than it, than it should have been. So, Yolo Jameis, Yolo Jameis, that Olave uh, touchdown. By the way, I didn't mention it earlier, but that was so fucking sick. Oh it, yeah, I, that was a fantastic, fantastic right touchdown. right off the jump from when when uh, Jameis went in, he just like whoo, and he, in the corner, impossible, awesome. Spank um, bank material. It's been, it's been, bank material. It's been completely logged into the spank bank. You know uh, what the reverse spank bank is? Zach Moss. Zach Moss. <laughs> yes. Uh, Doug with the vaunted 104 point win with a zero in his lineup. Uh, Burrow. Uh, we need a sound. We need a soundboard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll work on that for next year, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, Joe Burrow, you know, rest his soul after this Thursday night game, but uh, you know, had a had a really, really good week. Nineteen, McCaffrey with a solid day without a touchdown, putting up eighteen. Um you know, Jamar Chase, five for one twenty four and a touch, and then C D just nuclear with thirty four points. He's been nuclear the last three weeks, basically since the since they came out of that bye week with uh, thirty five, twenty three, and thirty four. So uh watch out for C D Lamb folks. 
he's good, and he's if this if this league continues, Doug has promised me that he will trade me C.D. Lamb <laughs> for a reasonable fee. I'm sure. But, oh, I'm sure. But, I'm uh, sure. Uh, don't, teams... I'm saving that text that I have. Okay. It's it's Keep it's it. going to be used as blackmail at some point because okay. the the more he because I I think that was like. Well, hold on. Let me pull up his fucking thing. Like, I think it might have been like in week five when he had had okay. like one good week. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, I really wish I could trade for CeeDee Lamb right now. And he's like, you can have him next year. And I'm like, I will, I will take that. So uh, Both teams had a 98% plus Murr rating. So uh, they got everything all they could. Excellent coaching, guys. Yes, or uh, bad depth management. One of the two, right? One of the two. Um, one of the two. So, all right. Well, that's the week. We're gonna change up our order slightly here because Katie has something pre- prepared for us. Um, but we are gonna go to power rankings here. Uh, uh, transactions, transactions, transactions. Transactions first. Yeah, transactions, then power rankings, then okay. standings. All right, audible. Audible. We talked about this. I thought you had it. I thought you said power rankings and standings. That's my bad. Yeah. All right. That's my bad. Okay, transactions. Um, week ten. Uh what what did we get what did we not cover? All right, so, so we had here. a Saturday trade. It was just you um <clears throat> everything else was covered. On the pod, except for Odell Beckham, um, for a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it was yeah, that's basically what it amounted to. And uh, I will say, much to I'm sure your chagrin, that with I think with Mark Andrews going down, you know, it it'll bode well for Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. Uh, maybe the the rest of the wide receivers kind of pick up picking up some of that uh, that Mark Andrews slack. I know Isaiah likely will will step in and. You know, do his best Mark Andrews impersonation, I'm sure. But uh, yep. I have a feeling that it, it'll benefit the... Get your yeah. fab ready for Mr. Likely. But I do agree that... Um, I, I And I mentioned to you earlier, like, I don't... I didn't really like... Uh, benching Gus Edwards for 150 points <laughs> aside, whatever the fuck he has in the last five weeks is, like, over 100 points. Um, but... Um, I haven't really liked starting Lamar, Zay, and Andrews. Just because I know that it's basically going to go to one or the other guy. And now right. and now I think that makes Zay an incredibly good start because it's going to have to go through him. Yeah, I mean, I think Beckham, I was texting Dave a little bit uh, last night during that game, but Beckham's looked really, he looked good last night. Like, he looked really good. Yeah. So I, I agree. He got banged up. Yeah, at the end, his shoulder. But they said he, basically he said he'd be fine. I think so. Sure. They got they have a you know a little bit longer you know break in between games until you know a week from Sunday. So. All right. Well, do we want to talk about these big fucking trades? Uh, yeah. So week eleven, right? So the first trade that went down shook shook the. Uh... Well, I mean, it was the beginning of the beginning of the end of the end for Dave. Yep. 
And uh, Robbie sends a first, two seconds, and Jahan Dotson for Diggs. And ancillary picks, picks. to come yep. back. So that was the, the, the bigger deal there. Yeah. Robbie I... is well known for hoarding seconds. <laughs> yes. He does have a second fetish. Uh-huh. That was the start of it. Um, and yeah. that also fueled me to needing to do something as well. I was trying to do something anyways. We had, you and I had talked copiously about Jameer Gibbs. And I have yes. opened my wallet up and told <laughs> you to take whatever you needed. And we still couldn't figure out what that was going to take. Well, then on that, to be fair, right? Like, you, I, I left the door open for you to be like, come on, I was like, that ain't it. And you're like, well, just tell me. I'm like, oh, I, I don't love the, the, the wide receivers necessarily, right? Like, I was hoping you were going to come back with, you know, basically substituting Wilson for, for DJ Moore, and we probably would have gotten it done. But, alas. Well, you weren't really communicating with me. <laughs> I know. I was. I was trying to get you're you to communicate like, with me. You, you were trying to milk me, is what you're trying to do. Probably. Um. But yeah, didn't happen. It might still happen. Doors but, open. But I'm Doors pretty open. positive that you're going to trade Gibbs for pennies on the dollar compared to what I offered you. And uh, no. I will go to my my grave about that. The 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 only team that really has assets to get Gibbs at this point is is basically you. So it's probably you or bust. Well, I take that as a compliment. I have I your mean, own pick, so the worse you do, the better I I like. Yes, it's it's uh, like it's like a top four protected pick now. Almost, almost. Well. So then I traded, uh, I talked to Dave. He was like, if you don't, if you don't get Gibbs, the following players, his entire team are available. (laughs) (laughs) And so I sent him an offer, which he declined. Um, I can't remember what it was. It was some back and forth basically. Um, and we settled on this one. Yeah. So downs a first and two thirds for Swift and two sixths. I think Swift's got a ton of upside the rest of the year. Um, so a so solid get for you, I would say. Swift's playoff schedule is yes, real good. I think um, the only I really like no. downs. I really, 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 really too. like downs. And that first, um, like hopefully that's a ten. 11 or 12. Yes. Um, but if I lose to Robbie this week, yeah, I'm, I got Natron against a fucking week 13 bye with every player on my team. So I might not make the play- fucking playoffs unless I, you know, keep rolling. Um, um, so it could be very not good for me. Yeah. But it felt like I needed to do something. So. Yeah, no, and I, you know, again, I think it's, it was 
you know, a good trade for both teams. Um, the only thing with Swift is I'm a, I get a little bit of like the the new uh, New England Patriots vibes with them, right? Like, you know, Gamewell will come in and steal a goal line touch here or there. Like, they'll randomly bring in Boston Scott and you know and and you know have him <laughs> you know have a, a boss. There's always like a random Boston Scott game. It's usually against the uh, the New York Giants. Uh, but they usually there's always one of those I feel like so. But I mean overall, I think this that was a solid year for both teams. You know, a solid young wide receiver plus a first round pick for you know a running back that's possibly I can't, he's in his fourth year. Swift was he a first or a second round pick? I can't remember back in the day. So I don't remember if they have the option for a, a fifth year uh, fifth year option on on Swift or not. So I think he was a second round pick. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt like, but um, I, I, I think he so. was like the. Uh, I can have a look this up, but because um, I obviously I drafted him. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so while you look that up, the uh, the next big one, the kind of the the, the third domino to fall for for uh, Dave third, was third pick in the second round. Oh, okay. Um, the third domino to fall was Jerry. Uh, Jimmy trading Jerry Judy a second and a 2025 first for Cooper Cup. Um, you know, the funny, the sad, not funny part, but like the funny, sad part, I guess, was uh, when I saw that Dave was making all these trades, like I was at an appointment earlier in the day, so I was unable to get in on any of the fun because I just, there was a lot going on. Oh, and- that's got to, that had to have just, Fucking girded your loins. Oh my god! So, I literally, um, he said he had an offer out to Jimmy, and so I started looking. What the like, fuck, Dave? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, well, I saw that he had, still had, you know, still had Cooper Cup, and I'm like, oh, like, I might be interested in that. Like, it's a garage know, sale. I was right? invited. Um, I was like, all right. So I started looking at like what would make sense for Cooper Cup, right? And so I was actually looking at trading him. Jackson Smith and Jigba for Cooper Cup. I mean, we had we probably had to figure out some other a pick or some ancillary crap, right? But like, that's what I was looking at doing, right? And so seeing him grab Judy and a potentially crappy second and then a twenty twenty five first for a cup, like I was like, wow, like that's the one trade that I mean, it's great for Jimmy. Not that was the one trade that I didn't necessarily love for for Dave. Um, I thought the other two that he did, he he did a good job of kind of he got some upside. Yeah, he did. If I he's just, going I'm... to, you know, to rebuild mode. I mean, not rebuild. Nobody rebuild. Dave does not rebuild. Dave has phases. <laughs> yes, Dave does. Um, Dave will be like, I'm going for it. I'm fucking good. And then two days later, he's like, nope. <laughs> you know, I think that's where, I think Robbie at one point texted me. He's like, that makes the trade of like. Oh, uh, no, I said that to you. Oh, that was you. Okay, that's I was, was like, like, this makes the Waddle for De- and DeAndre Hopkins trade be completely the the worst deal of all time, and maybe the, I mean yeah. I, I don't know, not the all time, but like yeah, I mean it, it, it was perplexing. I think it was the word you used at that point in time, right? It, that, I think well, that was... no, what I said was it makes no sense now. Okay, yeah, yeah worst deal so... of all time. All right, pump the brakes, but. It in, was still perplexing, you know, to to shift that quickly, right? Exactly. Um, and so. essentially a one year only move 
based on remaining schedule, which I still agree. Like DeAndre Hopkins has a very good schedule. The problem is he has Will Levis, who yeah, maybe Taysom Hill with talent. However, <laughs> it's not a very consistent level. No. Um, so then the final kind of cleanup trade of the week was you and Robbie trading kind of uh, you picked up uh, insurance for Swift with Kenneth Gainwell and Robbie picked up Latavius Murray. It's just kind of a guy who has a pulse if he needed him. So, yep. Uh, and overall, and uh, I had eyed that up like who has Gainwell so I could potentially get him. And I was like, oh, fuck, it's Robbie because I'm playing him this week. But I was like, like, hey, can we do this deal? You know, Lat just scored, looked good, has an upside with a pulse. And I need Gainwell for the security. And he's like, I'd rather have a second. Because <laughs> he has a second, second fetish. Yes, he has a second fetish. And uh, I was like, well, I don't have any seconds or thirds. He's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so. That, it's never... it's, that may or may not have any impact on anything. You know, Latavius could be starting in two weeks, and so could Gainwell. So, yes. But they could also do absolutely fucking nothing the rest of the year. So there's that. Um, side note, too, right? I, basically, I, you know, like when Davis these moods, like I should have tried to act on it at that point because um, I tried just to get I thought like well Devin Singletary is probably going to start for one more week this week right like after this week Damian Pierce will be back and whatever right so I'm like maybe I'll just try you know like I'll, I'll send Dave like a 20-25 second and you know something else but, oh A.T. Perry because I know he told me he had also put a claim in on A.T. Perry right who rookie wide receiver you know, he's big um, He's yeah, he's a big dude. Like uh, Michael Thomas looks like he's gonna be out for a while, according to you know their head coach. And so, Michael, like, oh, you know, a guy that Dave has interest in, it's a rookie pick. If he's rebuilding, like you know, a guy that might make sense versus a older running back who, um, you know, who might start for one more week. And he, you know, he rejected it. And he's like, no, he's like, you know, I got Singletary for a second round pick, and uh, you know, he he's not thirty yet, so he's not super old and you know, whatever. Right. So yep. it, I'm just like, I get it. Like, that's fine. But like, I, I didn't fully get it. Um, yeah. You know, anyways, so then he, he turns around and sends me Singletary and some, like a third round pick for Baker's first. And I'm like, no, like, <laughs> let's not, let's not, let's not get carried away here, Dave, like Singletary starting for one more week. So, Waiver so, wire back to back to the the crazy Dave at times. So yep. Uh, waiver wire, waiver wire, waiver wire. Um, so I picked up Israel Eben Ekanda. Uh, yeah, I think I butchered that probably, Abana but uh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Um, you know how it said that nobody else bid for him? Yes. Incorrect. Somebody else bid for him? I did. You but did. I didn't get to my contingency. Oh, uh, okay, 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 okay. You would have um, still won. Yeah, but I had I, uh, I had twelve dollars on him. Okay. Yeah, I. I mean, he'll probably be nothing, but um, he's a rookie. He was fast. Um, he's he hasn't addressed a single game yet. 
no, and he probably never will still, but worth a shot. Again, I picked up the aforementioned A.T. Perry for $15. Uh, Dave said he put a $6 bid on him. Uh, I don't know if there was anybody else that put a bid out there on him. Nope, just that $6 bid from Dave. Mm-hmm. I texted um, Doug that he was a bastard because he bid one, one more dollar for Tyler Conklin than I did. So he bid $7, which was the perfect amount, because if he would have bid 6 I would have got him on the tiebreaker. He's a bastard, man. I, uh, and not that I initially need Tyler Conklin, you know, knock on wood here, but like, I was just looking at, um, the bye week for a couple good weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I was also looking at the bye week for like Bride week 14, which, you know, kind of sucks for the, not that I'm really going for anything, but, um, he, uh, Conklin has a really good, kind of fits in that bye week window for me really, really well. So uh, that's why I was trying to get him. And I didn't think anybody would be trying to get him. And then, of course, Doug needed his fourth tight end. So, because uh, that's what Doug does. Tight end university. Yeah. Uh, you picked up Baker Mayfield and dropped Bryce Young and then got Jalen Guyton and dropped your boy Calvin Austin. If, if we could, like, throw the progressive, you know, tail of the tape or whatever it was, uh, I think you were talking about how he's, he was going to be a stud this year. Uh, in preseason, he should be. The... Yeah, he's fucking fast as shit. You'd think it's kind of the the Percy Harvin like law, like just scheme three to four touches for him a game. Yeah, but, but they scheme one. Yeah, so that dream is dead. Uh, so he's uh, still on my watch list. Yeah, <laughs> I still <have> not <laughs> use that. Um. The aforementioned Conklin to Dougie, bastard. Um, Maddie via mobile again, which I love. Uh, picking up Michael Carter after the news broke that he was put on waivers and promptly picked up by the Cardinals. Uh, Baker grabbed John Mechie, who, like, before the season started, I offered a second round pick two for Natron and he declined. And then uh, Baker picked up Kadarius Tony as well, too. And then uh, Natron picked up. Chris Rodriguez Jr., another guy that I had on my roster early in the year, so which means he'll probably start blowing up now. And uh, Gibson's probably not going to play this week with a two injury, so if this opens the door for Chris Rodriguez Jr. this week, I'm sure. So, well, there we have the transactions for the week. So, I spent way too much money, but I had money. Yep. But I also wanted to f- stop at sixty nine dollars. Did you notice that? <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, KT. Standings? Power rankings. Power rankings. All right, fuck. <laughs> uh, so looking at the, the sort of the league, you know, the RT Sports power rankings, um, Natron at the top, followed by... Y- you and then Dougie, uh, Maddie. These are all over the board. I mean, I think the only thing that, that we could probably agree on. A lot of six on... and four teams, man. <laughs> There's a lot of six and four teams. I find it funny that Robbie's leading the division at six and four. And he's one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh in the RT power rankings this week. Um, I think the only thing we could probably agree on with RT is the fact that like the bottom four are kind of where the bottom four should be. So. That's probably about the only thing that they got right this week. Diaper gravy at the bottom. Second bottom. Be clear. 
Oh, well, the bottom tier is also yeah. called diaper gravy. Yes. Um, going to Robbie's uh, predictions, or do you want to do his power rankings and then predictions, or how do you want to how do you want to handle that? We didn't talk about that part. Uh, let's do Robbie's power rankings in contrast. Okay. Uh, I mean, so Natron and then Dog, and then I would say there's like we talked about. There's kind of a double line tier break. Uh, we've got yourself, uh, Jimmy, Maddie, and Robbie, and then I would say there's the tear break, and then there's the diaper, diaper gravy tear break after that. Maybe you maybe get, uh, I, I would probably have, you know, in the current state of affairs, I'd probably have uh, Daniel's team ahead of, ahead of uh, Dave's team, right? That's probably the one switch that I would have had for Robbie. In his power rankings, I would have, I would probably would have moved, uh, um, Brett, or sorry, uh, Dave down one and, and, and Daniel up one, and then I would have had it. That would have been the tier break after that, but that's just me. Yeah, I can see that. Um, I mean, Dave is still six and four, yeah, but like that's Dave's old team that was six and four, not Dave's new team, right? Yeah, I know. I, he's still, I, I, I mean. It might be tear break, tear break there. Yeah. Double tier, yeah. double tier break in the middle there. But yeah, I agree. Um, it's crazy that we're this tight with this little amount of time left. Yep. Um, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, and four teams. And... Why am I not looking at this right? Where the fuck is my standing? Um, so we've got one, two. I mean, if all the six and four teams make the playoffs, that's a, that's a six. So six, and then Natron and one, two, three. That's seven. Four, five, six. So Natron, me. Yeah, but you're a six to four. So there's still one team that's unaccounted for, right? So, oh no, no. That, that doesn't. No, I take it back. That's all so six. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. So the six and four teams and you or Natron, sorry. And Natron and the six and four teams. Yep. Yeah. Um. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Natron obviously he hasn't clinched the division for you guys yet, but uh, he's kind of hurling his way towards that. Uh, Robbie took a big step forward this week, you know, with, uh, with his win coupled by Jimmy's loss to take a a two game lead with, with four games left to go. It's the best two records are the division champion or the uh, bye weeks, right? Uh, I think they have to be division champs though. I could be wrong. Hmm. I'd have to look at the rules. I it's I don't have to worry about it right now, so <laughs> uh, I will look that up while you tap dance through your your big content piece for this week. Okay. Yeah, so my quote unquote big content for this week is I took a look at uh the remaining four weeks in the season, uh did some game-by-game uh, game predictions for each of those weeks. I'm not going to go through each week in each game. 
we'll get to those in the future. Um, but uh, I, what I did come through with is kind of where I think we're going to end up at, uh, you know, for, for records at the end of the year and kind of who my predictions are for who's going to make the playoffs. Now I didn't get into uh, who I think is going to win each playoff matchup and all of that stuff. I just kind of took it to kind of where I see the, the division or the records going. Um, I can confirm it's the top two division winners. Yes. Okay. I thought so, but I've been wrong before. So, um, well, goodbye, bye week for me. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I mean, you have one more game with Nate, so you need him to lose another game, right? And then hope and pray. I don't know. Um, it's not looking good, Bob. No, it's not looking good, Bob. So, with that, I do have I do have Natron ending up twelve and two, so I have him not losing another game. And uh, taking home the number one seed, unfortunately for the rest of the league, uh, I have Dougie going uh, 4-0 as well. And uh, and uh, this was all done prior to Thursday night game. So let's just be clear about that. I had Dougie going uh, 4-0 to end up at 10-4 uh, and 4 and taking the number two seed. I have Robbie going three and one to take on the uh, the number three seed at nine and five, and then it gets kind of ugly, right? So there's those are the top three teams, and then I have one, two, three, four, eight, and six teams, right? So you, Jim, Matt, and Dan all ending up at uh, eight and six, and so just to kind of watch Jimmy that, winning out. Uh, yes, I do have Jimmy winning out. Well, that ain't going to happen. Well, I mean, so if we look at it, Jimmy plays Adrian this week. Jimmy plays Robbie week... Uh, was it Robbie week 12? Yeah, Robbie week 12. Me... Oh, no, sorry. Who does he... I have all... I had it wrong here somewhere, but... I think you're... you're I don't care what the matchup is. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy... Well, it met... What's that? Jimmy is the big thing. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is true. Uh... I mean, he, it, Jimmy Luck, right? I have to look. I'll have to look back at the Week Twelve matchup because I had something. I have something foobarred in my Week Twelve matchup. So, um. Anyways, but so I had Jimmy going winning out uh, at eight and six. So the, it really gets a roll of points, right? Where you kind of leading roll of points with seventy three right now of that group. Jimmy's got seventy one. Mano's got sixty. Maddie's got sixty seven, and Daniel's got fifty six. So. The way I have it right now is Daniel's kind of on the uh, on the outside looking in to to the playoffs right now. So I have Dave losing out to end up at six and eight. I have Adrian uh, losing out as well at four and ten. I've got Brett going one and three to end up four and ten. I have myself going one and three to end up at four and ten, and I have Baker losing out to be three and eleven. So uh, kind of a a little log jam at the bottom at four and 10 as well too. So um, if we do, if that gets to rotal points, it's all kind of, we're all kind of clustered with Adrian, Brett and myself. Uh, Adrian's got 54 rotal points. Brett's got 52 and I've got 51. So. Woof. Woof is right. So there you have it now. Uh, You're going to need to buy stock in the gonculator. I have a feeling. Yes, I will. Um, 
I, I am going to have to look at uh, the scoreboard just to see who Jimmy plays week 12 and why I, where I messed that up. Because who does he play? Oh, he play, he does play Robbie week 12. I had that right. So, um, and I don't know. Anyways, moving on. So, uh, Robbie's predictions for this week. Yeah. It's like we, um, I mean, you normally go over this, but you've been talking forever. So Nate <laughs> obviously is rebounding uh, potentially against the newly depleted Dave. Um, so I agree with the uh, the Nate wins big piece here. That's basically, you know, the one thing that you said that I didn't <clears throat> quite think of immediately was, you know, Dave just handed Doug the division. Yep. <clears throat> Which does really suck. Yes, because we needed we needed to cock block him from a buy. Yeah, that would have been ideal. So now we have to basically say either Robbie wins out to get better, or you know, I guess what you know we if they both went out roto points, Robbie's not going to catch up. Probably not. Yeah, because of roto points at. But I mean, if it, he's if it's... twenty ahead in roto points, twenty four ahead in roto points, so that ain't gonna get made up if they all win out. Yeah, and I I have to look back and see, but I think with it, with it only being two players potentially, I think does it go to roto or does it go to head to head first when it's just two players? I thought it was maybe head to head, um, and I'm assuming that uh, Rob, Robbie lost to dog but i was just going to try and confirm that real quickly so but keep going on i'll I'll find that out here sure i lost my fucking window with that up because i was also doing the same thing so um i have a trade proposal from diaper gravy that's what that's what the pop-up said um (laughs) you do i I do (laughs) um so brett we had fuck brett versus uh dano and um, Dano's trying to make a late charge at five and five. Robbie thinks, um, you know, he's um, that Dano's going to keep that. Uh, no, he says uh, Brett is going to uh, stop Dano's winning streak, and Danny Dano has some bye weeks, so uh, we'll get into that, I guess. So um, then he predicts. Of course, he predicts me to win. Uh, to <laughs> reverse KT, KT jinx. We'll get to that. Um, but he gets Fields back, possibly a chain. But then he says that I'm going to win because I have solid games from multiple guys. High scoring affair. Um, we got Jimmy versus Adrian. Uh, Robbie talks about Cup being the boost that he needs and the luck that he desperately needs, which I can't necessarily agree with, but I also agree with Jimmy winning you versus Doug, Doug. All right. Uh, and then you are, and then uh, Josh versus Maddie and Maddie winning somewhat handily. So that's Robbie's predictions. 
it's you know a couple of weeks left um trade deadline next week yeah uh quick side note uh two i just got the notification and i see it that there's a fun with numbers so it'll be a nice friday night uh content here with uh what with a well i'm not gonna read through it now but yeah natron just posted a, a friday night fun with numbers so that's fun to see and it talks about yours and robbie's uh Robbie's matchup, so that'll oh, be fun. Oh, that'll be fun. I'm sure. I'm sure this isn't going to be me fucking getting teabagged by statistics. <laughs> that never happens with Natron ever. All right. So we'll we'll. You want to do that dead last? We can take a look at it at the end. That's fun. All right. Is this right. the biggest goose versus Jay matchup in Ruffle history? I think it is. Edition. I, I'm not reading anything right. else. Spoiler alert. Not reading anything else. That's all I'm reading. I don't get featured much in, in fun with numbers because my team isn't good. But I guess my team isn't good here, so I'm sure Robbie's going to dominate <laughs> the fuck out of me in all of these statistics. So All right, well let's get to let's get to the uh, our predictions and then uh we can kinda take a look at that at the end and then as usual, fuck Brad. Right. So Alright. Oh well, I have a fucking I have a <laughs> yes, I know. We'll get there. I have a, a an ace up my sleeve here. We're gonna we're gonna fucking make some content for the league. So buckle up, uh, buckle up, Doug. You <laughs> might you might you might need another notepad. All right. So um, as usual, we start with Natron uh, against Dave. I mean, we could just say Natron wins and move on. I mean. Natron gets everybody back. He started with 19 from Joe Mixon. Um, I mean, Dave's team doesn't have terrible matchups, right? I mean, so I could actually see Dave putting up some decent points this week. I just, I don't think it's going to be enough to take down Natron. So I think it'll be closer than most teams think, though. So that's my, that's my thing. Yeah, I think the cards are stacked against Dave. It would be um it would be pretty funny if Dave could pull this one out. Yeah, I mean it'd make things Dax, very interesting. Yeah. Let's put it that mean, way. It would. I mean Dax Dave, Dave might go into one week buy mode. <laughs> he could he could go into one week buy mode if he were to take Natron down this week. That's for certain. Um but I mean, Dak's been nuclear. He's got a good match with Carolina. Raheem Mostert's in a good match against Las Vegas. Mike Evans against San Francisco. San Francisco's been bad against the past lately. I mean, Amari Cooper's in a terrible spot with a terrible rookie quarterback. Um, Tyree Kill's in a good spot, just like uh, just like Raheem Mostert is. Devonta Smith's in kind of a tough spot. Casey's defense has been playing well. Same thing for Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's Kelsey. I'm sure he'll be fine. Uh, Russell Wilson against Minnesota. Minnesota's defense has been playing great against the run. Better against the pass, but still not fantastic. Uh, James Conner against Houston. Solid spot. Singletary's in a smash spot against Arizona. Hopkins against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been been tougher against the pass. I could see this being maybe more of a Derrick Henry game, but who knows. Uh, Nico against Arizona. Again, that's a good spot. Jahan Dotson's in a good spot against the Giants. Dubs is in a, you know, that blow up potential against the, the chargers and you know same thing with musgrave so i mean like i said i think it's gonna be closer than than most people probably think it is uh i don't remember what the line was for this game but it, i don't i don't think it hits the line so 
All right. So for content, mm -hmm. there's a Fago on the line on this. Okay. So let me paint the picture for what I can see happening. Okay. And then you can put it on the board or not. Okay. So Dak is not going to need to do much. Mm -hmm. So if it's a Pollard game, it's a Pollard game. That Most... doesn't exist. That's a that's a unicorn. That's a fairy tale. That's true. But okay, rushing game. <laughs> okay. Mostert gets a chained. Killed. Yep. yep. San Fran shuts Tampa down. Completely shuts him down. Amari Cooper has Dorian Thompson Robinson throwing him the fucking ball. Tariq yes. Hill, um, yes, that could be a problem. However, what if it's a Waddle game? Devonta Smith should smash. Philly fucking give. I mean, uh, Casey gives up a lot, but. Maybe it's just an A.J. Brown game, and Travis Kelsey maybe still thinking about his fucking bitch. Um, now, Russell Wilson versus Minnesota. I don't really like that. But Minnesota tends to fold in primetime. Arizona-Houston could go nuclear on the scoreboard. DeAndre Hopkins should get a get right game same with john dotson and green bay has to face the chargers and the chargers are ass against the pass give me dave channel it let's go let's get let's get natron a loss probably not <laughs> gonna happen let's fucking backfire dave's plan to tank um which is not really his plan is to tank but to gather picks yep um but let's let's you know let's go with that and I think that Dave is going to beat Nate this week. I think Nate's going to beat Dave this week. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Expired root beer Fago. Back-to-back <laughs> weeks. So you doubled down on Dave losing. Well, I picked him to win last week, so we're just flip-flopping this week, right? So. You what, you... No, no you right. picked him. No, I, I picked, picked Dave to win. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're going you're going back to back. Yeah, back to back Dave winning. Again, again, these are all uh, you know, there will be a Fago party at okay. some point. But I'm already down a bunch, so we might as well keep pressing. <laughs> you're just going to press. We're going to press. I feel like you should give me 2 to 1 odds or something on this shit. <laughs> I'm not asking for it now cuz we already made it. But we might have we're going to start pressing. The rest right. of these weeks, they're gonna be do doubles and triples, <laughs> fucking a. But here we are. We're gonna we're gonna press. We're gonna take Dave. Probably gonna backfire, but I ha I see it. I see a, a logical path. So we're gonna go with that. All right. Fuck Brett and F minus KT. Take it out. Take it away. Uh yeah. Let's see here. Um, so let's just keep using this same theory about. Pollard being good. All right, continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I have, I actually have, I circled Dan winning this, but I don't feel great about it, right? So Sam Howell's in a really good spot. Barkley, likewise. Pollard's in a really, really good spot. Devonta Adams might get locked down by Ramsey, Thielen. You know, Dallas's defense is really good, but, for you know, Frank Reich's taking the kind of controls back. So 
Uh, Lockett may or may not play uh, based on his hamstrings, a game time decision. Uh, if he plays, I think he'll do okay. Kelvin Ridley's been terrible, but he's in a great matchup. And Joku has got that DTR problem as well, just like uh, Amari Cooper does. So, you know, looking at Daniel's team, Gino is in a solid spot. Graham Hunt's in a solid spot. Eckler's in a fantastic spot. Terrell Henderson's kind of an okay spot. Rashad White, uh, not a great spot against San Francisco. Um, Brandon Cooks, likewise, against Dal- or against Carolina, he's in a good spot. Dak going nuclear. Uh, DK, Geno Connection, and then Michael Mayer. Love it or leave it. I mean, really, I, I look at this and go, why did I pick Daniel in my, my rankings? But I'm I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I got uh, I got Daniel with a close one on this one. <clears throat> I have Daniel as well. Um, I think Eckler will go for 40 points. And that will likely be the majority of it. The, the tipping point for this game. He's going to score two, if not three touchdowns. I should probably just get him a DFS. I should probably get him a DFS lineup, huh? Darrell Henderson should do really well against Seattle. The thing I could see potentially dudding is Seattle versus the Rams, which yeah. underrated defense. Um, For the Rams. For the Rams. Yep. Yep. Um, on the other side, you know, like I said, I think Pollard could have. I mean, if he pulls his fucking head out of his ass, also Thielen uh, could do really well. Um, and I just don't like. I don't like running Lockett against G- the Geno DK stack. I think that's just gonna muddy fucking bullshit. And I don't like Njoku with that team. So I will take Dano. All right, uh, you and Robbie. In the, uh, I'm gonna call it the game of the week. Do do we want to read the phone with numbers right now before we do this? Now that I know the topic, you know, let, let's let's yeah, let's get over to the phone with numbers real quickly. Let's let's take a look at it, you know, live on the pod here. So. Okay. All right. So, is this the biggest goose versus JE matchup in Ruffle history? I think it is. Edition. So, I'm just gonna read this shit verbatim. Sure. So. <laughs> 10, we're in, now in season 10 of Ruffle. And as uh, best as fun with numbers can tell, the J, uh, Goose versus JE matchup this week is the most important game that Goose has ever had against the guy he would love to root against. <laughs> uh, JE and Goose have had more important individual games, but now um, not a more important game against each other. Let me make the case. Zero. First. Uh, this week, of course, is still just a regular season game, so it wouldn't be any more than a money bracket matchup. Uh, wouldn't be any more important than a money bracket matchup. That being said, not only have Goss and JE never faced each other in a money back bracket matchup, they have never been in the money bracket at the same time. Very good Ouch. statistic. Because I'm never in the money bracket. So there's this, <laughs> hey, I wasn't, that I wasn't, crazy of a statistic. I wasn't going to say it. But. 2019-2016, the last money bracket appearance for JU was 2019, which I, the aforementioned just mentioned. Last money bracket for the commission was uh, 2016. Wow. That's not, a surprising stat. Wow. On a cold streak. Fun with numbers predicts at least one of them gets in this year to break the long streak, but also thinks that it's very possible this will be the first season with both Goss and Kate and JE in the money bracket simultaneously knocks on wood. <laughs> You're probably going to need more than fucking wood. Uh, 
four, they met in the postseason four different times, just not in the money bracket. Three of these meetings came in the number one pick bracket. Um, semifinal. Semifinal. The fourth playoff matchup was a... Uh, well, hold on, was, you skipped over the most important part. Including last of the two seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, and why do I feel like I've only won the ones that have ended the league? <laughs> that All is right. true. Um, the fourth uh, playoff matchup was worse. A ruffle one season four duel for the fifth versus sixth pick. And the who cares what the fuck is going on thing. Um, zero until this week's matchup. Goose six and four and Jay six and four have never faced each other where both team entered with a winning bracket <laughs> or winning record. Uh, the closest game came in Ruffle one season five kicked off with a week one matchup between the two and last year when both entered at two and two. Eight and three over the last nine seasons. Goose and Jay faced off 11 times. Goose is eight and three. Ooh, that's not good. Not good, Bob. 50-50. Ruffle, current, or RT currently has this game 50-50 after uh, the Thursday night matchup. Um, the winner gets a massive leg-up tiebreaker on the other heading down the stretch. That is true. 71-29. The game is critical for Goose in particular with Jimmy on deck for week 12. Goose lo- uh, St. Goose loses to JE, drops to 6-5, and five, and Jimmy beats Adrian. Who's he? Who he is a seventy-one twenty-nine favorite over and moves to five and nine. Then the week five and six. Five and six. Then the sorry, I can't read. Oh, what the fuck is going on? This is kind of intimidating to have to read all this live <laughs> on the pod. Then the week twelve matchup between Goose and Jimmy would be for first place. In the scenario of Jimmy then beats Goose, they'd have the same record. They have split the season series, and the next tiebreaker would be division record, and Jimmy would be three and one to Goose's two and two. However, if Goose beats Jay, they have a lot, he has a lot more wiggle room down the stretch. 12 in short form with numbers. Thinks meeting number 12 in this rivalry has the most at stake, and these two have ever had when going against each other. Good luck this weekend, boys. Love it. Nice job, Natron. Wonderful job, Natron. Really, really, really like that. All right. You want to do the normal song and dance on this? Yeah, we'll do the normal song and dance before we get to your... Your uh, your little spiel that you've got. So, uh, all right. So, I mean, this game already had uh, two players go. Lamar put up a 19 spot for you. Unfortunately, RIP to Mark Andrews early in the game. You know, he had two early catches for 23 yards. Looked like he was probably on his way to another big game. Um, you've got Aaron Jones in a surprisingly tough matchup against the Chargers. They don't. They defend the run really well this year. They don't defend the pass as well. Uh, Josh Jacobs kind of in a tough spot against Miami. DeAndre Swift in a tough spot against KC. Uh, 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 you're wrong there. You're DeAndre Swift right in a in tough there. spot against KC. Um, Keenan Allen in a great spot against Green Bay. I know Green Bay has been better against the pass than they are the run, but he's still Keenan Allen. Uh, T.J. Moore is in a good spot against Detroit, and Garrett Wilson in a good spot against Buffalo. Um, Robbie gets Justin Fields back this week, you know, in a good spot at Detroit. Javante Williams in a tougher spot against Minnesota. Brees Hall's in a fine, uh, just average, normal, I think, spot against Buffalo. Brian Robinson in a great spot against Washington against the Giants. 
Diggs is in a tough spot. Ayuk's in a great spot. Tank Dell's in a fantastic spot. Sam Laporte is in a, a really, really good spot as well. Uh, I think if Andrews hadn't gotten hurt this week, I would have had uh, you winning. Uh, but with that, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna pick Robbie as a 51-49. I think it's gonna be a, a decent scoring game, but and it's gonna be tight. But I got Robbie pulling that one, pull, pulling this one out. Let's just note that Gus Edwards scored 20 points on my bench again. Yeah, I, I, I mention this every single week. Like, why do you hate Gus Edwards so, so much? I like, don't hate he, Gus Edwards. He's my bench captain. Uh, he would be uh, fine as a on-the-field captain with those 20 points in your lineup. Fuck, fuck, man. He's like, he's literally like RB5 or some shit. Uh, I think he's like RB1 like over the last five weeks. Yeah, that's probably true. I just... I can't. I can't like, in good conscience put him in. Over the corpse of Aaron Jones? I know what Aaron Jones can do. I just, I think I'm blinded to the fact that Matt LaFleur will literally him. never want to fucking win a game. <laughs> he's a terrible coach. Also, DeAndre Swift has an awesome matchup this week. Casey is Almost dead last in in fucking run blocking, and Philly is first. So you're gonna see fucking some explosive bullshit from him. And if he doesn't, then well, fuck me, I probably lost. <laughs> but um, the 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 other thing that is the uh, potential like thing that flips this thing on its head is is if a chain plays. That is true because. Robbie's going to play him if he plays. Yes, he will. And he could go for 40 or he could go for two. It could be a smokescreen fucking game or or it could be a blow up. So I'm scared of him playing, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I don't want him to play. I mean, it, it, he in his, you know, in the four games he's played, he's put up one point. 50, 26, and 22. So, I mean, the odds are if he plays, he he has a good game, right? So, yeah. I mean, but how many guys coming off a knee and IR stint get a full workload? He doesn't need more than fucking six touches to do something. Well, I mean, to it's be fair, scary. a full workload for him has been 12 touches. Yeah. It's <laughs> fucking scary. It could happen. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Um, <clears throat> we're going to go with what we've been doing recently. We have to give our team a pep talk because I'm going to pick myself to win. Okay. And I will tell you that there's only going to be a couple people that are going to get this. But but that's okay. That's okay because it's going to be really good. I know the person making all the notes is going to love the following thing. So what I have to say is because Robbie has not only called me out for being the least one of the easiest people to root against in the league. But he's also put some hard times on me with Mark Andrews going down. So our motivational speech this week is going to be a slightly modified version of the hard times promo from Dusty Rhodes. All right. So first of all, I'd like to thank many and many fans throughout this country that wrote cards and letters to J.E. the American Dream while Mark Andrews was down. 
Secondly, I want to thank Doug Anthony Promotions for waiting and taking the time because I know how important Ruffle 3 Year 3 is to the football fans as it is to Doug Anthony Promotions and to J.E. The American Dream. With that, I got what I wanted. Rob Gothard, the former Ruffle Heavyweight Champion. I don't have a whole lot more about the way I feel about Rob Gothard. To say no respect, no honor. There is no honor amongst thieves. He put hard times on J.E. and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids that can't pay their wages. They can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them to go home. And hard times is when a man who's worked for his job for 30 years, 30 years and they give him a watch. They kick him on his butt and they say, hey, a computer took your place today. That's hard times. That's hard times. And Rob Gothard, you put hard times on this country by taking J.E.'s tight end out. And that's hard times. And we all had hard times together. And I admit, I don't look like an athlete of the day. It's supposed to look. My belly's a little big. My hiney's a little big. But brother... I'm bad, and you know that I'm bad. And that's why Backfield by Committee is going to win. <laughs> um, do you want to double down on uh, your Fago bets this week? No. Okay. Oh, Dusty Rose d- doesn't need Fago. <laughs> All right. I All like right. it. All, All right. right. Uh, moving on, Jimmy versus Adrian. Um Let's see here. Uh, in my uh, preseason, or my my, you know, kind of figuring out the remainder of the the year, I have uh, I had Jim circled over Adrian here. Um, I think Hertz, you know, again, Casey's defense has been playing really well, but Hertz is Hertz. I think uh, James Cook bounces back a little bit against the Jets because you can run against them. It's tougher to pass. Ty Chandler, uh, I, you know, I liked him against Denver. I know Denver's defense has been playing really well lately as well. Uh, I think Madison was potentially going to be clearing concussion protocol today, so that kind of muddies that water a little bit. If they if he clears the, the concussion protocol, are they going to play him? Then who is Jimmy going to play? Uh, Pacheco is in a terrible spot against Philly. Uh, Cooper Cup should be fine with Matt Stafford coming back, hopefully. A.J. Brown's A.J. Brown. Debo in a okay spot against Tampa. Dalton Schultz in a good spot against a really good spot against Arizona. Uh, moving over to Adrian's side. Uh, Josh Allen hasn't looked great. Has never really played well against the Jets in his career. Deanta Foreman might get Khalil Herbert this week. Even if he doesn't, Detroit's defense has played really well against the run. Uh, Tube Harvard's in a really bad spot with Dallas and their defense. Uh, Kenneth Walker's, Touch has been kind of declining week by week by week. He was saved last week by that, you know, explosive 60 yard touchdown reception. I don't know if you can count on that each week. Uh, Cortland Sutton could be a bright spot for, for Adrian this week against Minnesota's defense. Marquise Brown could be a, a bright spot against Houston. At least I hope he is, you know, with me having Kyler. Uh, Jacoby, you know, Miami's got two really good corners again as well. So I feel like uh, it's kind of a, a rough spot for Jacoby this week. Um, Cole Komet, Detroit's not been the best against that end. So, you know, Cole Komet could have a good game. Um, I don't think this is a blowout, but uh, I do definitely see Jimmy winning this week. 
I got Jimmy probably by about 20. Okay. Um, well, I, it would be completely Jimmy's luck to lose this game. I think we are headed towards the tightening of that division between Robbie and Jimmy. Yes. So I will take Jimmy to cover. Okay. Um, Diaper Gravy versus Dog. Woof. <laughs> um, I did have Dougie circled in uh, you know my uh, my predictions you know prior to Thursday night. Um, I will say Burrow only getting six and Jamar only getting eight. Which you better win this the, week, man. Like, um. You know, it's like being the... handed the 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 bye week that um, freaking uh, Natron just had, right? Um, I, I would have loved it more if Jamar Chase actually hadn't scored that garbage of all time garbage touchdowns at the end of that game. Uh, you know, because that was a you know a what seven point touchdown right there. Um, so. You know, I, I I think this my 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 um my guillotine league <laughs> um that has Jamar Chase and um Mark Andrews begs to differ. We loved that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we I, needed that. I, I well, I, I'm a little torn because in, in my guillotine league, I do have Jamar Chase as well. So um, I'm fucking I, dropping him. I needed it. I don't know if I'll drop him, but um. I think that this start just gives me a little bit of false hope because I think that McCaffrey smashes. I think ETN, um, I know Tennessee has historically had a really good run defense, but they've been a little softer lately against the run. Um, Godwin, you know, San Francisco hasn't been great against the pass this year. <laughs> CD's land's just been astronomical. Uh, I think Puka Nukua has a bounce back week. Um, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, Keller will be, you know, there, I think Keller has a, a, a fairly solid matchup against Houston this week. Um, both uh, Jameer Gibbs and da- uh, David Montgomery, Chicago has been better against the run this year. I could see this being more of a pass happy, you know, game for Detroit. Uh, Jerome Ford has got a terrible quarterback plays, you know, at home, but against a good Pittsburgh defense. Uh, Deontay, again, playing a really good Cleveland defense. Um and couldn't get it going last week. My new addition, Waddle, you know, he's in a very good spot against Las Vegas. I like him. I think um, if Justin Jefferson doesn't play, I think Addison might see some targets, but I also think he gets the Patrick Sertain kind of lockdown treatment this week. Uh, and then I think Trey McBride explodes this week. So I think it's just a, this the start is a false hope for me right now, and I think CeeDee Lamb is what pushes Doug over the top still for this week. So. Yeah, I'm gonna take Doug. Um, I'll be cheering for you, but I mean, I don't think it happens. If uh, if Justin Jefferson plays this week and Lockett doesn't play, I might switch out. Uh, I actually might bench Jordan Addison of all people and put in Jackson JSN just because I think uh, that could bode well for JSN. But uh, and like I said, especially with. Uh, if, I don't if think Jefferson he's going to play. What's that? Jefferson ain't going to play. I doubt he will, but it'll make it'll be it'll make it uh, a decision for me to have to make. That's for sure. So, 
But again, I still think Doug wins. I think Doug wins. Uh, moving on, Baker versus Maddie. Last uh, matchup of the week. Last matchup of the week. Again, <laughs> Tyler Boyd does not put up 15 points like he did last week against me. Uh, Herbert's in a okay spot. Green Bay plays better against the against the pass than they do the run. Royce Freeman has kind of been splitting carries with Terrell Henderson. Uh, Seattle's have not been very good against the run, so I think he could have a good game. Uh, I, I, Miles Sanders is terrible. He's awful. D- Dallas has got a great defense. I, I don't see Sanders doing a whole lot. Curtis Samuel is questionable with a toe injury, but if he plays, he's got a good matchup against the Giants. Uh, Terry McLaurin um, in a really, really good spot against Washington. Amon Ra in a fantastic spot. Kittle's in a good spot. Um, Mahomes, again, Philly, they're better against the, the run there out of the pass. Derrick Henry, I think, has a better game against bounce back against Jacksonville, Jalen Warren. Uh, I think they could be running a lot against Cleveland just because uh, Cleveland's certainly that rookie quarterback. Uh, I could see them getting up and, and just kind of leaning on the ground game again this week, potentially. Uh, Kirk's in a great spot against Tennessee. Um, I don't think Jefferson plays, like you said. So, uh, Jay, uh, sorry, uh, Baker's got to find somebody in his bench, probably Jamison. But again, Jamison, uh, I mean, he only needs one catch to take it to the house, and Chicago's had a bad uh, a bad pass defense. Kadarius Tony, woof. Um, I mean, he's in a good matchup against Philly's defense, but uh, still woof. Christian Watson, great matchup against the Chargers defense, but hasn't been able to put it together. Woof. And then Hawkinson is kind of the focal point. Uh, so I could see him having a good spot. I think this game is going to be kind of close, like eighty-one uh, seventy-seven. Yeah, I think uh, I still think Maddie pulls it out. Yeah, I have to say, I don't like this game at all. No, Baker wish casting Jefferson into his lineup for an intimidation factor. <laughs> I don't like that at all. There's no way. There's just no way. Like, I mean, they, they it, said it, he needs to put somebody else in his lineup, so he basically has to play Jefferson or Kadarius Tony. Well, no, right? I mean, he's, well, no, he's I'm saying play, like flex wise. Well, well, I mean, he has to play Jefferson or Jamison Williams probably or Wandale. I know, but my point is, he's going to need to like he can't stuff those two dudes in playing late. He needs oh, to yeah. have Kadarius be his flex out of Jefferson not playing. Yeah. So yep, yep. we got one of those dudes that's going to be in there. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like. I don't like Miles Sanders against fucking Dallas. I hate that. Curtis Samuel ain't going to fucking play. Uh, Amon Ra could score enough for everybody else to be fine. Yep. That's the problem. <laughs> I did yeah. offer, so I did like, offer Maddie Deontay, uh, but he politely declined it. So uh, I tried to help him out a little bit, but he uh, he didn't want the help. So I get it. Yeah. So I guess I'm gonna take Maddie by, you know, I kind of want to predict like a 77 tie, <laughs> but I'm gonna say Maddie by a point and a half in a very low scoring game that we all vomit in our mouths a little bit. All right, and with that, it's been like it's been the pot of an hour pot. and forty minutes. 
<laughs> there was and uh, there's not even a football game on. Content had dropped mid pod. And so here we are with one thing left to say at 11:43 on a Friday night and that is fuck Brett. Fuck Brett.